This is Greater Together, a podcast for and about entrepreneurs and community builders in Columbus, Ohio, aimed at demystifying what it takes to build a better business. I'm Rachel Kershaw. I'm here today speaking with Emily Stuldreyer, Program Director at Give Back Hack. Hi, Emily. Hey, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing great. Do you want to take a second and tell us a little bit more about yourself and about Give Back Hack? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, so as Rachel said, my name is Emily Soldier. I'm program director over at Give Back Hack. My background really comes from social enterprise, design thinking, and facilitation. Those are kind of the trifecta that brings together uh, the work that I do day to day at Give Back Hack. My undergrad degree is actually in social enterprise. So my whole career has been spent in this field, which I think is a little rare, uh, but I'm lucky that I get to spend my day to day coaching folks that want to make a difference in the world, in the world of social impact, leveraging the methodologies that we see in tech startups to make more of an impact in the work that we do. So what does the term social enterprise mean to you? I love this question uh, because I think a lot of folks have different perspectives on it. And I think for me, I like to say that I bring the big tent perspective to social enterprise, which means everyone's welcome. Like the tent is big enough. Uh, So if you care about making an impact and you want to do it in a way that's financially sustainable, whatever that means to you, I'll let you call yourself a social enterprise. I think that's great. Uh, But to get a little bit more specific, I think that social enterprise is where the world of social good and the world of, uh, I guess, business intersect. So if you are a business, whatever you may define that as, that fundamentally your operations are dependent on the social impact that you make, I think that you're a social enterprise. So for instance, if you're a coffee shop that maybe every once in a while does a fundraiser for a nonprofit, maybe not as much of a social enterprise round for me, but, and same thing on the other side, if you're a nonprofit that maybe every once in a while gets paid as revenue instead of grant making to do something. Not a social enterprise but for me, everything in the middle of that spectrum counts. And I'm excited to talk to you about the things that are most important to you and your financial and business models. And so is that the give back hack take on social enterprise or the Emily take on give on social enterprise? Ooh, I think that's the Emily take on social enterprise. I think at give back hack, we like to use the term social innovation a bit more often because uh, for us, like the really important thing about social impact is that it shouldn't just end when the money runs out. So there is a business component, but at give back hack, we're a bit more invested on the innovation side, which is I guess if you're to flush that out, to think about what are new attempts and new ideas and iterations around social impact, uh, creating change in ways that we haven't tried before, have a higher capacity to scale than before, which is where we're a little bit more invested. And the goal of a Give Back Hack event is for new social enterprises to be created, right? So I'd say that's the overall goal, but we don't explicitly uh, only include folks that are brand new. We have lots of existing organizations that come in and give back hack events as well. The rules are, though, that they have to be trying something new. So that new side of things, that testing ground is really what we like to consider ourselves as. So what kinds of ideas, what kinds of business models might not be a good fit for give back hack? Are there any or could anything? be innovated on? Hmm. That's a good question. I think for us, like we'll take you regardless of where your starting point is and see if there's a fit. I think our motto is that we shouldn't make assumptions. We should get out there and test them and talk to people and figure it out. 
So I wouldn't say that we put up any barriers or limits. I think for us, it's trying to figure out where that happy medium formula is of mixing your impact and your revenue models, right? Um, so I guess the short answer is, I don't know that there's anyone, anyone we would exclude. So how is it different from creating a nonprofit? What's the difference between what GiveBackHack is trying to create and, and the traditional nonprofit model? So the goal for us is that our organizations aren't solely dependent on grant funding. We think grant funding is great. We love our grant funders and they enable a lot of the work that we do. But our goal is to find solutions that can ultimately fund themselves, uh, sometimes in new funding ways, but sometimes the funding ways are old and the innovations themselves are the new part. But in terms of the traditional nonprofit route, I think a lot of folks uh, in the nonprofit realm start with a project that meets a specific need. So using evidence-based strategies, using needs assessments in the community uh, on whatever that issue is, developing a project and then figuring out how to fund it. For us, we like to think of those things concurrently. So thinking about the need of the user, the, the person that we're trying to support, but also where that funding might come from in sync. So we talk a lot about in social enterprise and tech in general, I think the difference between users and customers. In social enterprise, that gets a little bit crazy, <laughs> just to say the least. Um, but for us, we're thinking not just about like how do we solve this immediate need, but where is the fit in the greater market and how can we leverage these economic systems to make the change that we're looking for? So you said that your undergrad even is in social enterprise. Um, did you ever consider sort of traditional work work or traditional nonprofit work? Like what led you personally there? Yeah, I, I love this question. So I did definitely, I, I wasn't born knowing what social enterprise was. From like a younger age, I was always really passionate about the issue area of mental health. That's what kind of drew me to the social impact space in general. Uh, so if you would have asked me early on in high school, I would have told you that I wanted to be a clinical counselor, or psychologist of some sort. But in my senior year of high school, going way back, I read the book. I think it's, oh gosh, I think the name of the book is Start Where You Are by Blake Mykoski, the founder of Tom's Shoes, which is one of the OG classic social enterprises, if you're not familiar. Um, and now I have eh, meh reviews of the book. I think it's fine. <laughs> But that time, it was the first time I had ever heard that you could do business and make an impact at the same time. And at that point, I had realized that I didn't know if I wanted to be a clinician of sorts. That wasn't necessarily my personality, but I did want to help. I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to make sure that I could make an impact on the world somehow. And all of a sudden, when I realized that all these things that drive people to economic success could also be drivers of impact, I was like, whoa, hold on a second blew my mind. And that basically since that day and finishing that book, I've been pretty set on a track of social enterprise. And so how did you find out about Give Back Hack originally? Ooh, so I found out about Give Back Hack while I was a student at Ohio State. I was involved in some social enterprise organizations there uh, and kind of trying to find my footing as an early professional, I guess. So I'm sure a friend of a friend probably told me about the event. And I think the classic Give Back Hack story is I heard about it and I couldn't make it that year and I was so upset. And so the next year I came and it changed my life. I hear that all the time from folks and that is absolutely my story. 
I haven't been around since the beginning. Give Back Hack has been around since 2015. And I think I think my first Give Back Hack was 2017 or 2018 here in Columbus. But really, I entered that weekend just as an attendee. I knew some people who were organizing or volunteering for the organization at the time, uh, but they weren't even there that weekend. So I kind of walked in by myself as an undergrad in college into this room of professionals for a weekend of who knew what at the time. But really going through that weekend, it changed my life in a lot of ways. I think some of it was like just natural empowerment. Like the folks on the team that I joined were so like inclusive and empowering and like treated me like an equal with a lot of respect and trust. Uh, it's a really intense weekend of excitement and new things, especially if it's not an environment you're used to. But they trusted me to lead the team, even though I was a bit younger than everyone else. So that alone was life-changing. But also, Give Back Hack Weekend is a speed run in, gosh, everything building a startup social enterprise, right? So I learned a little bit of coding. I learned a little bit of user research. I learned a little bit of marketing. I figured out how to build a pitch deck. All of those things basically for the first time over the course of three days, which is pretty crazy. But I knew that it was powerful. And so I stuck around. And some years later, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) So have you ever considered a career in the corporate world? I, I don't know if I really considered a traditional corporate path. It's funny that for me, like... I see the startup route as the traditional route just because of the group of friends that I was involved with and my professional network in undergrad. Like a lot of folks that I was around were really like all in on startups, like for-profit, non-social impact startups. And so for me, like the more traditional route would have been like going into an entry level, like ops or sales or communication something role at a startup, which I did consider and I did apply to some um like less impact oriented startups, but never really found quite the right fit there. But earlier you did ask me if I considered the nonprofit route, which I did spend some time in the nonprofit space. Super thankful for those opportunities. I spent some time as a Columbus Foundation fellow for a handful of months at a nonprofit, but I got to participate in a cohort. So I got a lot of experience of probably about 15 nonprofit organizations over the course of the summer. And then right after school, I was a fellow at For Impact, which is a nonprofit fundraising consulting firm. So I got to really deep dive on the most effective ways to fundraise capital for nonprofits. Uh, Everyone from like 100K annual budgets to hundreds of million dollar international NGOs. So that was really helpful. One, to get to see all of these different models of nonprofits, uh, even nonprofit social enterprises. But also, it lever- I leverage those skills every day in my work now at Give Back Hack. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how Give Back Hack itself is organized. Is it a social enterprise? Yeah. So I would consider Give Back Hack a social enterprise. So here in Columbus, we often talk about ourselves as a social enterprise support organization, S-E-S-O, I guess. <laughs> um, but... Over the past few years, Give Back Hack has really been growing and expanding, where traditionally we were exclusively supporting early stage social entrepreneurs in a handful of communities across the U.S. and the world. But we've transitioned uh, along this vision of figuring out where can we take these methodologies that we've developed over the past eight or so years and plug them in to catalyze impact in other areas. 
So a lot of our work now, a good 30% is still in the community realm, uh, helping early stage social enterprises. But the rest of our work is actually partnering with other organizations to take those methodologies to new areas. Uh, and that is like revenue driving business for us on the for-profit side. So I would absolutely consider arts a uh, social enterprise. Nice. And I know that one of the places that you guys have a agreement with is Can't Stop Columbus because I'm involved both with uh, Give Back Hack and with Can't Stop a little bit. Um, so do you want to talk about the programs that you make available to places like Can't Stop? And I know you've done it at a couple of schools as well. Yeah, absolutely. So our client work, if you will, uh, our like for-profit social enterprise side kind of falls into a few buckets. One of the most fun buckets is the work that we do with Can't Stop Columbus, uh, which is pretty 50% educational, like teaching folks design thinking strategies so they can apply it in the work and 50% coaching. I love coaching work. It's one of like one of the best parts of my job because uh, I get to jump in and tackle problems with really smart folks and then jump out and into a new problem, which is really rewarding for me. But also the skills that we talk about in those educational pieces, I love because they're applied to the projects that folks are currently working on. Uh, and Can't Stop Columbus, those are quarter-long projects supporting the Columbus community. But also those skills transfer outside of those environments and folks take them back to their nonprofits, back to their government work, back to their tech startups, whatever they're doing outside of those projects. Uh, and help them to be more effective change makers in other areas, which I think is really cool. Uh, so that's one of the buckets. But we also do work with universities where we run basically events that are pretty similar to our Give Back Hack weekends that are designed to catalyze and inspire new innovation on college campuses. So down at the University of Louisville, we run Cardinal Impact Weekend, which is focused on a health equity incubator. And we also run all the way down to K through five elementary school education. Uh, lots of different buckets there. But the thesis behind our younger student work is that it might not be that these little ones we're working with are four and five year olds might not be starting real life businesses, right? <laughs> I don't actually know the legal age to start a business, but that's not necessarily this. It's not necessarily the same goal as it is with our community work. The goal there is more oriented around problem solution mindsets uh, and empowerment, right? So we're teaching these students, one, that when they see problems and things that they care a lot about, whether that's just having to do their chores or seeing folks on the street that need money or help in some way, that they can do something about that. So the critical thinking, but also the empowerment that you don't have to just see those things and be frustrated. You can leverage your critical thinking skills for to build solutions yourself. Like you can actually do that. And so we do that over the course of four weeks uh, by building businesses with the little ones, which is really cool and really fun. But again, like the things that are most important to us are not necessarily that they can tell you what marketing is five years later, uh, <laughs> but they feel like they can tackle the problems that are most important to them. That's really, really important to us. I think that's great getting that mindset out to people at a younger age, I think is really great work that you guys are doing. And I think that's also maybe where I think, because you're right, there's a ton of stories of people who went to Give Back Hack and the quote is, it changed my life. And I feel like that might have something to do about with why, right? That your mindset sort of shifts once you realize, because um, there's some perhaps unexpected founders of social enterprises that have come out of Give Back Hack. Do you feel comfortable sharing any stories of 
people who didn't expect to run a business by the end of a weekend? Oh, gosh, I'd say maybe 75 percent of our teams would say <laughs> we do have some folks uh, that come into Kickback Hack that are dead set on being founders. They've got a good idea. They've done their homework and they just absolutely kick butt. There's a lot of those that I can mention, but there's also a lot of people that come up to me uh, after the event and they say, I was going to pitch on Friday. I had an idea, but I wasn't even going to bring it up. And now all of a sudden we've given them seed funding to keep testing that idea. Um, I think maybe an example of the former person is Jerry Valentine of Renter Mentor. He came in with a pretty strong idea, hoping to found his company, uh, but didn't know if he would get a team, didn't know if he would have traction. And then we have folks, maybe like our most recent event, like our ADHD Connects team, for example, they had a great idea and they thought a lot about it, but they didn't really know if they would pitch it. They didn't know if it would get any traction. And here we are a few months out, they're still making progress and they have seed funding to keep moving, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. And I do think um, that that might be a part people don't understand that like whether you have an idea or not, you may run into an idea that you want to be a part of is also one of the sort of exciting things about Give Back Act from my point of view. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, one of the more inspired, there's a lot of inspiring parts, but one of the more inspiring parts is seeing the different issue areas and specific issue areas that folks are passionate about. We find over and over again that the most successful founders coming out of Give Back Hack are the ones that have direct experience with the issue that they're tackling, whether it's that they themselves uh, went through the situation or have experienced the condition that they're trying to tackle or a close family member or friend. Those are the ones that are best adept at tackling them. And our goal is to empower them with the tools they need to make progress on these things that they know so intimately about. And then after Give Back Hack's over, that's not the end. I don't even think that's the end really from Give Back Hack's point of view. But I feel like Give Back Hack does a good job of sort of setting up participants after the weekend is over and putting them in contact with some of the other support organizations. But those organizations are generally available whether you went to give back hack or not. Do you want to talk about where you point these newly minted or newly innovated social enterprises after the weekend's over? Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. One of the biggest parts of give back hacks thesis, I guess, is that it doesn't end when the weekend is over. Uh, if it ends when the weekend is over, like we missed the whole point. Sometimes it's not the right idea in the right time. We use that framing a lot. But if it is the right idea and maybe the right time, our goal is to get you plugged in to your next step. So there's a handful of places that we refer folks to. Uh, one of the biggest ones is the Sea Change Social Enterprise Accelerator here in Columbus. They're a close partner of ours. Uh, we call ourselves pipeline partners because it's that direct of the next step. So folks come out of a Give Back Hack event. They normally have a little bit of funding to keep prototyping and testing their product. And then hopefully they land on something they think uh, they think they can hedge their bets on and they jump into the Sea Change Accelerator for a 14-week program that takes them all the way through from establishing your mission and your vision and what you want to accomplish through financial modules, sales, marketing, and scale, all of those sorts of things with another pitch event at the end. So that's a really, really great opportunity. Uh, as well as a handful of other places in the community, RevOne's Customer Learning Lab is another big next step for our teams. So teams will often go to, I think it's a four weekend long program where they really get in touch with their potential users and customers to understand them 
and their needs and continue to refine their products alongside that process. Uh, and there's just like a slew of other incredible partners that we push folks to different pitch events like Founders Live. I've heard that A Million Cups is coming back, which is great. There's some other morning startup events, but we really push to get our folks connected and out in the community as much as possible, which like you said, anyone can go to those things. They are around. You can apply. But for us, the community is one of the biggest pieces. Uh, If you're new to the social impact space or the startup space, it feels really intimidating to walk into a room for the first time or to think that Uh, you're the person that belongs there. And so for us, our goal is to create community of folks that can go to events together, that can refer each other to these opportunities so that people feel and are more welcome than they would have been otherwise. So what one piece of advice would you have for anybody who's maybe not decided what they want to do or or knows they want to do something impactful but doesn't know how to get started? Hmm. I mean, come to a give back hack, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I might be a little biased, but I think really like outside of that, if I take that away, if give back hack didn't exist, I would tell you to talk about your ideas with people as much as possible, uh, to turn them around, to do research, to start bouncing them around and what I call socializing the idea, to get light versions of feedback and see what people think so you can start to get pointed in the right direction. And Give Back Hack Weekend is just a speed run of that process, right? You all of a sudden have 30 to 100 people in the same room that are really invested in the same things you are, that are excited to give you feedback, to connect you with their network, to point you in the right direction, to share tips. And so you can do that over the course of a year or two. Uh, You can put in 72 hours worth of that, or you can come to Give Back Hack and do that in three days straight. (laughs) Because our goal is to help you get through those first few rounds of iterations uh, faster so you can keep moving further faster. But you can do that outside as well. But talk to people for sure. And I think it's a little too early, but you don't have dates for the next Give Back Hack yet, do you? Oh, we don't. Stay tuned. We also might be testing some new and exciting ways to socialize your ideas, learn more about social impact topics in the interim before our next date. Uh, but please stay tuned because we'd love to have you there. Awesome. Yeah. So what should people do? Uh, follow you on Instagram or? Yeah. So Instagram is great. We are at GiveBackHack on all platforms. LinkedIn and Instagram are probably our most popular these days. Uh, But we're also actively looking for new partners for a lot of those partnership events that I talked about earlier. So if you're interested in hearing more about the type of work we do, we've got some openings pretty soon and then pretty late this year uh, if if you're interested. Awesome. So LinkedIn or Instagram at GiveBackHack and you can get a hold of Emily and talk more and just stay abreast of all the exciting GiveBackHack events coming up this year. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Emily. Thank you for having me, Rachel. This has been awesome. Thanks for listening. Visit greatertogetherpodcast.com for more episodes, to recommend a guest, or to leave feedback. Greater Together is brought to you by Greater Columbus Consulting. Greater Columbus Consulting specializes in social enterprises, nonprofits that want to capitalize on their strengths, and for-profit businesses that are working towards a higher purpose. 